0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 44 of the Running After Age 40 podcast. Today's uh, episode is part two of The Power of One More, uh, and this segment is going to be uh, The Power of One More, How to Elevate Your Running and Your Life. And so this is based on Ed Milette's book, The Power of One More. Uh, And in the last episode, I went through a lot of his chapters and just applied it to what I think is relevant to running and health. Uh, I'm gonna repeat some things uh, just because of the nature of the book. Some of his messages are just so powerful, and I think uh, it's worth you know restating them. So uh, I apologize if you find it redundant from the last episode, but I also think that Sometimes the more we hear something, uh, the more we can take away, and we can always find something new in the messages from others. So I found the book incredibly impactful to me and to my health, uh, so I'm super excited to share the rest of it with you. Uh, So going back to Chapter 7, like I said, we went through a lot of the chapters in the episode before, so that would be Episode 43. Uh, So he talks about the power of one more as far as looking to the future, and making one more change. So when I think about it related to running, if you're like me, you probably run the same route. You probably run the same days. Uh, you probably even run the same races. Uh, so, you know, he's he emphasizes how important it is for us to branch out how good it is for our brain to do different things so what i would say is you know tomorrow choose a different route drive your car to a different part of town and run on a trail that you've never run on before if you uh you know if you're a uh typical like bike trail type runner go find a dirt trail and run on that like just mix it up like uh and you'll be surprised at how refreshed you feel and how um just motivated you feel just from like little teeny changes same with the races um if you typically do you know a long distance do a short distance like don't be afraid to mix it up and take on a different challenge Uh, He also talks about, uh, you know, looking in the future and doing new things and just making peace with your past. And I thought about it, uh, you know, running after age 40, looking back at all the different races, you know, just, uh, you know, get rid of the old races that are in your thoughts where maybe you didn't have the results that you wanted or even a run uh, and just fill it up with new thoughts in the future. There's so many things, uh, you know, no matter how old you are, there's, you know, so many things that are coming up. Uh, You know, the past is familiar, the future is unknown. Uh, So he talks about just holding tight to the uncomfortable. uh, And we'll talk about that in another chapter too. But uncomfortable is good. That's the primary message here. Uh, You know, I think when we think about doing a different race or going to a different, you know, uh, maybe a trail run where you've never done that, you know, we're all all of us are humans and we fear like people are going to laugh at us or what will people think? I can't do that. You know, I've never done that. I'm too old. I'm too fat. Like all these things. So if you just identify any negatives like that and just go do it anyway, <laughs> do one thing different and mix it up. So that's the premise of that chapter. I really like that one um, because I'm a, like, if you're, you know, type A habitual, like you're just kind of a perfectionist, you tend to kind of gravitate to the things that you've done and then just keep doing those things. Uh, so. Okay, Uh, chapter eight uh, is about controlling one more thing. And this one I think is really relevant. If you're in the middle of a run, And maybe you are running right now, or you're doing a workout right now, or you're cleaning your house right now. Uh, And you're, let's say, it was really hot for my run this morning, like super humid. I was like, oh my goodness, I I don't know that I'm going to be able to do my long run. Uh, So, in that situation, you know, what he recommends is saying, okay, what in this situation can I control right now? Not what, like, what's going to go wrong? Oh my gosh, it's so hot. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. Um, Will my body have enough hydration? No, 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 no. Take it back to what can I control? And what I can control right now is having plenty of water before I head out, uh, putting a hot on, making sure that I'm in the shade. I'm controlling my pace at the beginning so that I feel pretty good. You know, just again, always bring it back to what can I control? You know, maybe just choose a word. I, um, I should have done this this morning and I didn't. But, uh, you know, choose a word that would be, you know, cool, cool, cool. And just repeat it for one minute. You don't have to do it for the whole run. Just uh, do it for a short thing. Um, but always bring it back to what you can control in a situation. Uh, I like that in a race too, especially, you know, you're in the, you got a blister. Okay, well, what can you control? You can control that, uh, you know, maybe you're going to take your shoe off really fast and retie it. Maybe you are just decide, I'm going to control this and I'm just going to deal with it. And I don't care that my foot's bleeding. I'm going to control the pain. You, you you can actually turn pretty much anything into something that you can manage uh, if you focus on what you can control uh- r- as far as, you know, t- taking this into account and controlling your goals, uh, he says that, you know, get a master list of your goals. Make sure that there's a compelling reason for each one. So, you know, if you've decided maybe to just start running, maybe you don't run yet, but you've decided to. Like, don't decide just to start running. Like, figure out why do you want to run? You know, w- why are you even listening to this podcast? Well, maybe it's because you want to be there for your grandchildren. And I remember one of my friends, when I interviewed her, she said this, you know, I can't remember which number, but it's Gerson. And she said, I want to be able to play with my grandkids and not be like huffing and Puffin. I want to be in shape for them. And that was her why. And I guarantee that that helps her get to the gym every day. Uh, so if you just keep a why and have a compelling reason for each thing, um, that's going to be really helpful. Uh, a couple other things that he mentions as far as goals, and I know I've already mentioned these on other podcasts, but I, I think they're worth repeating. Uh, you need to share the goal. So maybe share it with your family, maybe share it with a friend, uh, maybe share it with a coworker. Discipline and accountability make all the difference. Uh, it's something I hadn't done before, but it was read your goals every day and read them out loud. Uh, so maybe put them in the notes section of your phone and you know, read them in the morning and read them at night. And you're gonna feel silly, because I certainly do, but reading it out loud makes a big difference. Uh and it also just sets your mind up to create the expectations that you're gonna meet those goals. All right, uh moving on to chapter 10. And I knew this episode was kind of gonna just be jumping around, but even if you take one pillar of his wisdom, I just felt like it was worth sharing related to health. Uh, External standards. That's his premise of chapter 10. Uh, He says, raise your standards and you can achieve your goals. So standards and goals are very different. And our goals start out as just these thoughts of things that we want to achieve. But our standards are actually our performance benchmark. So your standard might be like, okay, I'm an eight minute or I'm a 10 minute or I'm a six minute, you know, um, per mile runner. That's your standard. And you have that. And most likely, uh, if you have the stand, that kind of standard, that's what you're going to get. So if you're telling yourself, like, oh, I'm just a you know nine-minute mile runner, that's probably you're not going to get much better than that because that's what you've set as your standards. Uh, so, you know, if, you, and if you're okay with that, like if you can tolerate the results that you're getting um, and that's good, you know, that's fine. Like if you're happy with that, then just keep doing it. But when you can't tolerate it anymore or you want more, that's when you have to change your standards and you have to make your standards consistent. Uh, So I asked the question related to running. Like, are you happy with the pace that you're running right now, either in a race or on your regular runs? And are you happy with the amount of miles that you're running per week? Because if you're not, then you just need to think, okay, what are my standards? What will it take to meet them? Maybe I need to get up earlier. Maybe I need to add strides, strides in. Maybe I need to run with someone faster. And maybe I need to get a strength trainer. Uh, so, you know, these are all things like what will it take for you to raise your standards regarding your fitness if you're not happy with your body like don't do it because you don't like the way that it looks. But if you don't like the way that it's performing um, or if you are not healthy and you feel like, you know, you want to have more longevity, you know, what what are your standards? Are you what are you eating? What are you doing? You know, are you driving through to get fast food and what will it take to change it? Do you need to food prep on Sundays and you know, do you need to do better shopping at the grocery store? Like I just throw out all these questions because he gets me thinking and I hope I get you thinking too. Uh, you know, I, I love one statement that he makes, which is we talked about dream. We talk about dreaming, like dream big, but now you have to pay the price. And what are you willing to tolerate? You know, are you, do you want to set high standards? You know, if so, like, let's break it down to an intentional, specific routine. So if you say I will run three miles, three times per week, put it on your calendar. You've probably heard that before, like pencil in, you know, put your workouts on your calendar just like you would any other meeting. But do you actually do it? Because most people don't. So I think it's really helpful to like have that advice, but actually go do it. Uh, and then get help in areas where you're weak. So he talks about like, get one more support system. So maybe it's a coach, maybe it's, you know, following one more inspirational runner on Instagram. Uh, you know, it's, um, you know, maybe it's getting a chiropractor, maybe it's getting a massage, like one more area where you can support your body so that it can perform to its best. Uh, one thing that I think, we need to discuss. And I had an episode about, you know, running with people and surrounding yourself with people. But uh, if you are taking on an exercise program or you're doing really well, you're going to probably find out that people are jealous. And some of your friends, maybe your family members, they're going to tell you that you're working too hard. Uh, And what Ed Milet says, so I'm going to relay this to you, is ignore them. So, you know, hard if anybody tells you you're working too hard, you're doing too much, like maybe just watch Netflix, like you need to ignore that person and you need to run away really fast. And I don't mean just like go running, but, um, you know, maybe that is what you do. Uh, because unless you have like an unhealthy attitude towards food or, you know, you're, um, exercising in an unhealthy manner, you know, those people are just, you know, trying to sabotage you and, and you need to separate yourself uh one of the things that he talks about is Venus and Serena playing tennis and how they look at all these different details and their standards were set so high and so just think about that like all the different things that you can do and we're all so busy like it's, stretching is still like one of the things that I just struggle to do but um You know, even if you just take one more stretch per day and just do it, you know, those kind of things are going to pay off. Forget perfection because we're not going to do that. You're going to have bad runs. You're going to have weeks where you don't stretch at all. Like and, you know, so then you just have to get back onto it. Uh, I love how he talks about overthinking uh, and if you're like, I think this happens too. Like you just, let's say you decided to run a half marathon. So you're like, well, I need to have my half marathon plan. I need to know exactly how many miles to run and which days to do my speed work. And well, I need to go research which half marathon plan I should choose or, you know, whatever it is. You know, that that's fine. Like you do, but for now, just go get a run in. <laughs> don't wait and say, I'm going to start on September 15th because that's, you know, by then I'll have researched my plan. Like just don't do that and just go start running and get some basic. Miles going, do some strength. You know, don't. Uh, my mom always says, and she doesn't listen to this podcast. So my mom's always saying, like, well, I'm going to start exercising again once I get the basement cleaned up. And I'm like, you know, really, you could go in your living room and do some sit ups and some basic core exercises, and you don't need this fancy gem. So stop saying that. That's just an excuse. Uh, so, you know, just go do it. You don't need to join a gym. I don't join a gym. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying I do perfect strength workouts. I could do much better, but uh, I do get it done so just find a time find a place and and do it Uh, and then with regard to standards make sure that the standards that you're setting are to please you and not anyone else like your body is yours and you want to please you this is your journey you want to set your standards higher than anyone else and compete with you Uh, Your standards are going to change as you change. That's where I was saying like that 930 minute per mile might have been your standard, but maybe now you can say, hey, I'm a 920 minute miler. I I don't know. You know, if it's starting to feel too easy, you're going to know and don't keep things easy. So, you know, um, (laughs) the the more challenges we have, the better that we will feel, Uh, you know, and again, just compare yourself to you. Remember that some people are going to be jealous of you. And if you can't share with them your successes, you need to reconsider your relationship with them. Okay, Uh, going on to chapter 11, uh, he talks about, you know, one more impossible dream. Uh, And so just dream to plant the seed of what you want. Dreams are challenges and you have to take action every day. If you want to have better fitness, you probably need to add an extra day. Maybe you can add an extra cross training day. And I don't mean like, 30 minutes, maybe it's 15 minutes of of walking in the evening or doing a yoga video, like you can go to YouTube and, uh, you know, just pick something up really quickly and do. Uh, But you could add one more thing. uh, And you get to be a better runner when you run and you work out more. That's just kind of the name of the game, unless you, you know, go into excess. Uh, You know, (laughs) <laughs> we talked about procrastination waiting to get the right weights or getting to the uh, gym membership the other thing I think we do as runners is we wait to the perfect weather um, and if you're waiting for the perfect weather it's never going to come so you can run in the heat you can run in the cold it's totally fine just bundle up drink plenty of water I mean don't do anything stupid um, but you know slow down if it's a hot day you know and uh, and dress super warm if it's a cold day and you'll be fine Um, but we have to do it. And what we do is, you know, it's life is based on what we do. So think about the choices that you made in the last week. Related to your running, related to your health, like, uh, what are you doing? Are you buying chips and ice cream at the grocery store? Are you buying kale and bananas? Like, really? Like, do some hard soul searching because last week I had a day where it was the chips, and so you know we have to think about it and reflect on a regular basis. And now we've got the next week, so it's it's good to reset and uh, just think back and just do the number one thing is to just do. And then uh, he talks about like, you know, evaluating your life at different points. And I thought that it was a perfect thing to say, like, what do you look like while you're out there running? Like if you're running right now, are your shoulders back? Like do you have, you know, I, mean, I don't make you know, you don't have to have this big smile on your face, but like smile a little bit and you'd be surprised at how much better you feel. You know, are you sitting there, you know, is your face kind of in a grimace or do you look like you're happy and you want to be out there? So again, shoulders back, think Think about your posture uh, and just put it all into it. All right. I've had other podcasts about habits, but I'd be remiss if I didn't include a little bit more about how he talks about adding one more habit. Uh, And he always says, show me your habits and I'll show you your life. And remember that your brain's always trying to conserve energy with habits. So, uh, you know, it helps your brain save. And I wanted to think, (laughs) I wanted to ask you, like, if you get ready to go for a run, do you always put one shoe on before the other because I always put my right shoe on and I was thinking about that because of something he said and it's just an example do you always have a cup of coffee or do you have a bottle of water before you run you know what what's the trigger like you put your airpods in and your body kind of knows okay now it's time like I'm going to start getting ready to go but your exercise close out the night before uh you know just do everything you can to set up good triggers for good habits and good habits help boost your dopamine and then make sure that any new habit that you add that you're Making a prize if you do it. So, if your uh, habit, if you're trying to get up earlier in the morning at the end of the week, if you did it for five days, do something for yourself to reward yourself so that you can get that dopamine hit. Uh, you know, make a list of the habits that don't serve you well. Uh, figure out what they are. You know, maybe it's staying up too late watching Netflix. And if that's the case, then what do you have to do to stop doing that? Uh, and remember that it usually takes about 30 days to change a habit. All right. Uh chapter 12 is all about the multiplier and the, uh, the adding one more person in your life that can make a difference. Uh, And you know, if you don't have people in your life that are supporting your running or your health, go to the internet, like don't waste your time on like all day on Instagram or anything. But there's a lot of really inspirational people out there that are running and doing different fit things and just even seeing their miles that they ran or their dinners, like it really does make a difference. Um, you know, maybe finding the right coach. uh, If you need that kind of accountability, that would be a good thing. Uh, Two people with the same vision and energy uh, that are both taking action. It's not one plus one equals two. It's one plus one equals three. Uh, So think about that. What will it take to find yourself at least one more person that can have a positive impact on your life? Chapter 13 is probably my favorite, uh, and it's something that we need to remind ourselves each and every day, and that's one more inconvenience. Okay, we think of inconvenience with a negative connotation, but the uh, the fact of the matter is convenience and greatness cannot coexist. So, getting up at five am is not convenient, but I guarantee if you do it, you're going to get so much more done in your day. Uh, you're going to be so much more, you're so much healthier. Uh, you know, running a marathon with your feet on fire is not convenient, but there's nothing better than the feeling at the finish line. Well, maybe you feel really terrible right away, but later. Uh, think of the best things that you've ever done in your life, and they probably were not convenient. Eating healthy is not convenient. No one's going to you know, say that that is. Meal prepping is makes things convenient, but it's certainly not fun or convenient to do. Uh, so I think you have to embrace inconvenience. Uh, you have to do the hard things first, uh, unless you want to be average and ordinary, which if you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing you don't. Uh, so hills are in convenient. Think about that. But what makes you stronger? Hill workouts. You know, <laughs> speed work is not is not convenient because it makes your body work harder, like you feel like crap, but that's what makes you stronger. So anything inconvenient, you need to chase after those things. Uh, inconvenience is not easy, but convenience doesn't last. And the quality of your life is determined by the amount of inconvenience you take. So what kind of life do you want to live? Like if you want to live a super Fulfilled, long life, you need to take the inconvenience on. Uh, The rest of the chapters, um, this is pretty fun, actually. It's if you've got a family like me or you've got some coworkers, talking about talking big and not bragging, but just talking really in a positive way about your health and about your running. You don't have to be embarrassed by it. You don't have to have others kind of like, oh, you know, um, you just think you're so perfect. No, that's not it at all. You're just trying to be the best version of you. Uh, And others and your kids don't have to believe you. Like They don't have to agree with you about healthy eating, but they have to believe that you believe it. And so if you talk about it with conviction and that you know you're doing it for the health of you and you wanna be a better version of you, it pays off, like your enthusiasm will spread. Um, And everyone wants to be around, well, most people want to be around an enthusiastic person that, you know, it's going to rub off on them. So, you know, take a moment today and just do something to encourage someone else. Uh, Maybe it's a comment on social media that you could give to someone. Maybe it's in person. Uh, But do something to comment someone's health that they're moving in the right direction and you'll be amazed at how encouraged you feel too. Uh, So that was it. You know, I think we minimize and we, kind of don't talk about our you know our efforts and our runs and things unless we're with you know other runners and you know it's always fun I there's nothing better than talking to another runner but don't be afraid to talk to it with talk about running or fitness with somebody that's just trying to get into it and be really encouraging to them Uh, and you know, the end of this is just keep it super simple, doing the same things over and over, (laughs) lacing up your shoes, eating the right foods, drinking plenty of water. The basic need for certainty is there and, uh, just, it's going to make a big difference doing one more thing, uh, You know, maybe for you, it's adding a fruit or vegetable, you know, one more every day this week. Maybe it's going to be adding one more stretch or one more set of uh, core work at the gym. Uh, Maybe it's running one more day this week or doing cross training one more, you know, day. But that's the those are the takeaways that I took from the book. I thought it was wonderful. Um, It was just always reminding yourself that you can do one more and always remember your why. And that's going to help elevate your running and your life. So that's it from the power of one more related to running. uh, You know, I recommend that you buy the book. I really liked it. If you like that kind of book, Uh, if not, you know, hopefully you can take some of these messages and apply it to your life. And uh, we will be back soon.